here from a very sunny and very humid Galway. I'm delighted to welcome uh, John Kamara, who's the founder of Afia Record. Uh, good uh, morning, John. Morning, Trevor. How are you? Not not too bad. It's a pleasure to have you, John, on this podcast today. Yes, 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 absolutely. I've been looking forward to it and I'm, you know, keen to, you know, share some of my thoughts and um, see how we can make the world a better place through blockchain. Fantastic. Uh, it's a concise 10 minutes, so away we go. Um, John, can you tell me what blockchain means to you? Um, for me, blockchain is a secure, safe place where first of all you know that everything that has to do with transparency happen in that place two it's secure so you also know that the issues of privacy um, hacking tampering is much more reduced for as a consumer but also it provides access to connected well and allows for everybody to participate through the decentralized model and the distributed ledger where I can now be a participant in everything that I do. So for me, blockchain is probably one of the most interesting technologies from a small technology perspective that connects the world and allows us now to work in a transparent but sovereign right of ownership module as people anywhere we are. So that's trying to explain a layman's perspective without all the big buzzwords. Fantastic, John. And there's a, you, you mentioned a few keywords key there, like sovereign, you know, identity, data. Can you give me an example of the application of those benefits of blockchain in an industry? I mean, the, the, the thing with um, blockchain, again, is the fact that the use cases are, are dynamic and the use cases can be applied across multiple. I'm involved in healthcare. Uh, and obviously we've seen through this pandemic, one of the biggest problems is, you know, the access of health data and the use of health data for us to create historical value that also to understand the, the uh, potential risk and the current risk and use that same health data to, you know, create a better health service for everyone. And one of the biggest problems you saw in Ireland, you know, the hacking um, that just happened recently. But imagine if that data was on the blockchain and everybody had the right of ownership to their health data. And all this was in a secure blockchain identity, which means any tamper, anything that happens to it, first of all, everybody knows. And secondly, it's also difficult for that to happen because of the security model of the blockchain. And because it's decentralized, you can't hack everything. So healthcare is probably one of the most important use cases for blockchain, especially data in healthcare, and how that data and the, the, the level of privacy healthcare data demands also then means that, you know, the type of technology we use to protect it, even when we're giving data to patients, it also has to be in a place where we really protect that data for that patient and the right of access and the right of transparency then belongs to the patient because the patient is the one producing the data. So that is one of the biggest use cases. You know, there's use case in agriculture to where you track, you know, goods uh, made from a farm all the way to where it is, you know, for people to feel better and also for people to feel that people are compensated properly. There's logistics. You can use it in land ownership in government, especially in, in emerging markets where there's always problems around land rights ownership, who owns what, who doesn't. There's identity. You know, there's a blockchain identity where using an identity, you can literally have a little uh, uh, um, data card 
that stores your identity across multiple sectors that you can use anytime you even interact with different types of platforms and you can decide which of your identity you want to use. So your universal identity allows you to carry your information. So th there is quite a lot of interesting use cases, but healthcare is the one that I'm really, you know, very, very interested in. Fantastic. And I suppose healthcare is kind of, you know, um, it's kind of personal interest of mine because when cloud computing started, you know, becoming to the furore here in Ireland over 10 years ago, we had thoughts of a panacea where everyone would have a tablet and access to their own e e-medical history so I could just log on to a portal and I could see the last time that I had a health checkup, do personal analytics, see what I might, might need to improve on from a personal health, along come Fitbits, all this data can then be pulled into that portal. Can you tell me the problem or, you know, when I look at blockchain, I always look at the problem blockchain is trying to solve. What currently is the problem with people's personal health data, John? Okay, so there's a couple of problems. First of all, it's centralized, which means it's either with your doctor, with the NHS, or in, in Ireland, it's with the, um, um, the, the health institutions here. And first, so that's the first problem, even in countries where it's available. Then the second problem is you have zero access to it. The third problem is all those systems don't talk to each other. You've seen where they've tried to create interoperability across systems. You, I mean, there's so many different healthcare software that everybody uses. Imagine trying to make all that interoperable, the task. Then also there is a level of security where you know people, these platforms can get hacked. So the cost of cybersecurity is massively expensive and the cost of protective security is also extremely expensive. Then, then there is the trust protocol from the patient's perspective as well that, you know, can I trust that this thing works? So all those are problems which makes the cost of healthcare extremely expensive because if we use data, driven science and data-driven knowledge, patients can become part of healthcare. Treatment happens in the hospital, healthcare happens outside of it. So imagine if the patient had access to their healthcare data, we would actually reduce the cost of health of treatment in infrastructures because we, we realize most patients don't have to. That's why telemedicine is becoming a big thing these days, but it, it's not a big thing really. It's just now refiguring that, well, you know, half of the things that you go to the hospital for, you can actually do it remotely, you can do it virtually if you have access to your healthcare data and if you can share that. So, so data part of it is the biggest problem in, in healthcare and COVID has shown us that. Just understanding, my understanding my historical data would have helped me even how I you know, manage myself, how my doctor manages me and also prevents a lot, especially even in emerging markets. So if you take that and then say, how do we build a system that allows us to create a consolidated place for all my healthcare data? And that is secure, that is safe, that is based on an ID, that is impenetrable and transparent, but also allows me then to become the sovereign right of owner of that particular data. And I can share it with whoever I want, but I can also use that data to create other value you know, from wellness to wealth creation for myself. So data is one of the biggest things that I, I see in terms of uh, the problem and the solution as we, you know, move into this whole fourth industrial revolution. But also remember, Trevor, in most emerging markets, so you move Ireland, UK, where, yes, I go to my doctor here, he'll finally give it to me, but I have to go to him. Then I have to go to another doctor and another doctor. That's already a structural problem of cost, time, efficiency. Now, in emerging markets where it's even hard because most things are on paper, 
if you take a second to think about that, look at the, the, the amount, the size of the problem, which is why it's always so expensive because we bundle healthcare and treatment together. So I believe that patients should be brought in. All of us are patients first, including the doctor. Everybody in the world, over 7 billion people were all patients at some point or the other. So if we brought all of us into participating in our own healthcare actively by having access to our data, by using that data to also monitor, manage and protect ourselves, imagine how we could also even protect people with chronic illnesses. So that is why I think that blockchain presents the most important opportunity to create a consolidated healthcare platform that is data-driven, that gives access of data to the patients, but also allows the patient to consistently participate in their own healthcare. Fantastic. The way you've just described it there, you know, blockchain technology has the potential to transform healthcare, not only placing the patient at the center of the healthcare ecosystem and not, you know, have only having them as, you know, um, as, a, as a patient-doctor relationship, but also having them as a contributor to the healthcare ecosystem. It's, it sounds fascinating, John. And I suppose, you know, the benefits, you know, I can see them, you can see them. What are the barriers at the moment? Why aren't we, why aren't we all going towards this model? Or when do you see us going towards this model, um, John? I, I think, Trevor, one of the biggest problems is just a shift in mindset, first of all, from the regulations, uh, from the regular, and also knowledge, information. Uh, you know, as Trevor, any data you produce on healthcare, either you pay for it or not, you actually have a right of ownership to it. But most people don't know that because the system hasn't told them that for years. So you assume you don't, and even when you ask for it, they use different types of information to make you feel that they're doing you a favor. So all this has contributed to what I call a blind mass ecosystem. And the blind mass means that we don't know what we, what we have rights to and what we deserve until things like COVID happen, then we start trying to find. So that's one. Then the second part is the willingness in regards to the regulators and everybody else who is involved to want to participate in this process and looking at that technology as an enabler and not a problem. And, and I think the third part is really educating people that you know you have the right to participate in your own healthcare and you should. And allowing platforms that will provide that service to flourish. Uh, same way in the beginning when the likes of MSN, Gmail, all this flourished and connected the world. But in, in that beginning as well, a lot of people believed it wasn't possible. Why? But now we see that we can't live without that connectivity. So the same thing also will happen. So investing in this type of you know, businesses or startups or ecosystem providers that will allow for this to happen, I think even without too much of government support on day one, will still galvanize that change. Fantastic. And that brings us up to 10 minutes, John. Um, if you know the listeners want to find out more about John Kamara or Afia Record, uh, what can they do or where can they go to find out further information? Yeah, so, you know, www.afiarica.com and we're hopefully coming to Galway soon to be part of the program to really uh, launch here in Ireland and in Europe this consolidated healthcare platform that allows everybody to consolidate their healthcare uh, data into one place, track that data, use that data, and also use it to create your service for themselves. So you can find us on our website, uh, afiarica.com, and also 
uh, very soon you'll be seeing us in Ireland also pushing the uh, value of the ecosystem. And you can also email jk at afiareco.com as well too. Thanks a million, John. Uh, this has been episode nine of the Blockchain Expert Insights podcast. It's been fascinating. Uh, tour of you know the potential of blockchain in the the healthcare industry and i'd like to thank you john for giving up your time today thanks a million thank you very much trevor and keep up the great work we need more conversations like this happening thank you